I don't feel good. My throat is weird. I'm sorry for my voice today. I had a cold last time. And now that we're back, you have a cold? It's not even a cold. I just... My voice doesn't like me for talking. It thinks I talk too much. That it's is trying to shut me up. That is objectively hilarious. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heidi, and for once I'm not sick. Hi, I'm Rory, and for once I am. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. Today so we're talking about Fight Club. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now that we got the trash transition out of the way. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> we're not going to build up for five minutes. Awesome. Fight Club. Cool. Uh, are we talking about the film at all? Uh, you can. I personally have not seen the film, but, you know. I have seen the film once, so I'll talk about the film uh, a very tiny bit. Right. Yep, that's it. Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. Why did we pick this book? Because we felt like it. Here's the deal, friends. We just did a very dark show and skipped two episodes (laughs) so that we could do this dark show. And our way of coming back from it is to do Fight Club. (laughs) Do you see how we're probably problematic people? We're your new problematic faves. It's great. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. (laughs) Hey. You can't lose the game if you don't play. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Speaking of Fight Club, uh, yeah, do we? This is this is going to be spoilers heavy as opposed to spoilers light, which is normally how spoilers ahead goes. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't read Fight Club, sorry, sorry not sorry. Hey, the show's called Spoilers Ahead. Hey, I really, really, really like the copy of a copy of a copy problem in Fight yeah. Club. And it's so much, like, every bad take on this book I've ever heard, like my cousin having a fight club, which was a peak bad take, <laughs> um, is is ignoring that part of it. So for those of you who are hanging in and are okay with spoilers, uh, a guy is so sick of being an ordinary white guy that he uh, splits his personality and then his personalities beat each other up and start what's called a fight club. And the yep. rules of Fight Club are, number one, you do not talk about Fight Club. Number, uh, two, number two, you do not fi- talk about Fight Club. Number three, no shoes, no shirt. You fight until someone taps out or is knocked no. out. Oh, that's Three not is two men per fight. Mm. Four is uh, one fight at a time. Fifth is no shoes, no shirt. Mm. Six is uh, the fight goes on as long as it, they have to. Ooh, and there is the seventh. If it's your first night, yeah, you have, you to, have fight. to fight. <laughs> it rhymes. Hey. It must be true. Uh, and so he doesn't realize that he has a split personality for, well, yeah, <laughs> most of it. Well, okay, people with actual uh, personality disorders are usually, the personalities are usually aware of each other. Right. Uh, in the sense that they like know the they... Hulk. Yeah, they know... <laughs> Um, Bruce Banner just has split personality disorder that just yeah on steroids. He really does. <laughs> well, it, yeah, for real. For several reasons, his split personality is on steroids, and you know the personality disorder is on steroids. Excuse me, it's on gamma radiation. <laughs> Get it right. Um, that being said, uh, no, most of the per- most of the time people ha- are aware of the personalities, like they're aware they share a body. Where in this case, uh, the second personality knows that he's sharing a body. Mm-hmm. The first personality doesn't. And we never find out the first personality's name. So in the film credits, he's called Jack because they couldn't use the I am John's broken heart thing. I am John's liver. They, so they had to change it to Jack because mm-hmm. it was based on real articles. Mm-hmm. So they just call him Jack. But it's based on this Time Life article on like, I am John's colon and this is what I do in the body. It's mm-hmm. not his name. It's weird. Do you have any quotable moments from Fight Club to start off with? Of course. Um, Okay, let's see. I feel chemical reactions within Bob burning food and oxygen. It's weird without context, but, you know, it's still pretty without context. Mm. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things, like, I love it 
even more in the movie, that is one of the things why, like, the movie's actually worth watching, is when he is trying to cure his insomnia by going to support groups. Mm-hmm. This was freedom. Losing all hope was freedom. Look up into the stars and you're gone. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And the whole book is just a send-up of... Not a send-up, but a criticism of hyper-masculinity, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can tell so much about a person if they think that Fight Club is about healthy masculinity. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so very much. <laughs> like, if someone says their favorite book is Fight Club, be cautious. If they like Fight Club, that's totally fine. But if it's their favorite book, be tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a string of there's a string of uh. He's very good at patterns. He writes a lot of patterns, mm-hmm. and so one of them is like in between paragraphs, it's one line, and so the first one is sometimes you wake up and have to ask where you are, and then there's a paragraph, and then it says, you wake up and you're no. You wake up and you're nowhere. Then there's another paragraph. Then the other one is, you wake up and that's enough. And then there's another, yeah. But yeah, I like that one. I I like the last one. You needed all of them to be like, ooh, yeah, the last one. I love that. I love this moment. Until today, it really pissed me off that I'd become this totally centered Zen master and nobody had noticed. (laughs) (laughs) My chakras stay closed. (laughs) That's one of my favorite. They're trying mm-hmm. to like open their chakras and support group. And he just like, it's not even like an out loud comment. That's mm-hmm. what I kind of love about this book is a lot of the comments are just to himself. But like you get to read them, obviously. But my chakras stay closed. Because everything up to now is a story, Tyler says. And everything after now is a story. This is the greatest moment of our life. And that Oof. I think is might be one of the first hints that they're the same person. Is yeah. when he calls it the greatest moment of our life. And yeah. that's the scene where Tyler, that's Tyler's kiss, which is mm-hmm. uh, a lie burn, which is just the actual worst. Did uh. I ever tell you I actually had a severe allergic reaction to soap once? No. Yeah. All the skin on my hands and feet. Oh, yeah. Came I, off did, I did hear that. Like three mm-hmm. layers down. And so reading this scene, I was like. You need to man up. <laughs> man up. It's not that bad. Oof. <laughs> Ooh, that's another one. This this quote really shows you that if this is someone's favorite book, then they're not taking the actual point. They're taking um they're taking the wrong thing from it. <laughs> Maybe self-improvement isn't the answer next line maybe self-destruction is the answer oof yep that's that's a great answer the other thing is there's all that's there's a lot of talk about mediocrity in this book and like the feeling that people were sold and this is totally true um and i think it's still true now and even worse with social media that people were sold this story that like you are going to be a sex god rich celebrity Mm -hmm. and like our entire culture was sold that and in this book it's focusing on like the white male fantasy of like you will rise above all the rest and all the people who don't go to fight club yeah and uh there's a part of me that feels like snapchat is fight club oh dear (laughs) like (laughs) conspiracy (laughs) like there's a part of me that feels like there are types of social media that literally like if you look closely enough you can almost see the fight club breaking down in the comments section of like people trying to claw their way out of mediocrity but not like in that they're actually creating content they're just tearing yeah, okay. other people's content like it's a thing like cyberbullying feels very similar in its like root cause mm-hmm. to taking off your shirt and your shoes and joining a fight club yeah. Is like trying to feel like you have a way to claw your way out of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Um, which you don't. If you're mediocre, that means that you are a part of the average. <laughs> we need average to establish the average. Uh, and you'll be exceptional at something else. But very yeah. few people are exceptional uh, 
to everyone at all times. Mm-hmm. And that's because not everyone can pay attention to everything at all times. Like not everyone yep. can be Beyonce and not everyone can be everything Beyonce stands for. Yeah. Tyler Durden is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Durden? Durden? Mm-hmm. Durden? Oh, I suck at that last name. Durden? Durden? It's because it's stupid. Tyler Durden? <laughs> Tyler Durden is my queen. Oh, don't call him a queen <laughs> to his face. <laughs> Can you talk about the soap thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so they make soap out of fat. Mm-hmm. Which is how you make soap with fat and lye and stuff. And so they take the fat from <laughs> from their friend's mother <laughs> because it's the most high quality fat. <laughs> but what they do is basically they um they like basically it's like a pig where you get them fat and then like she gets um her. Uh, their friend's mother gets liposuction, basically, and uh, they take her fat and use it to make soap. Mm-hmm. So there's just a bunch of plastic bags of <laughs> this girl's mother's fat <laughs> in their fridge. I love it when it's like, <laughs> you boiled my mom! <laughs> I, f- I found the that the page uh, where, where he talks about the soap and uh-huh. to, like... When he, Tyler's explaining the history of soap, mm-hmm. uh, and basically he makes this story where it's like this hill that had human sacrifices on them, the fat would render and run down the hill into the river. Yeah, and then when people washed downriver of the altar, their clothes would get super extra clean. Yeah, and he has this quote: "You have to see." Tyler says how the first soap was made of heroes, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oof. The, like, the anti, and by anti I don't mean stationed against, but, like, inverted. Mm -hmm. The inverted Buddhism, inverted Christianity, inverted everything, even inverted atheism in this book is, like, fierce. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Like, I I don't even know if it's, like, so much a criticism as it is just bizarro universe version of everything, and I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. And also when they steal the soap from, like, the hospital. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, through the book, they go from just having fight clubs to having Project Mayhem. Mm -hmm. Everything gets worse. (laughs) It gets worse in the end. It's getting worse. Oh, no, it's bad. (laughs) Um, And Project Mayhem, basically, in the film, they try to destroy credit history. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of the differences is he wants to destroy a bank. Right. That holds ev- pretty much everybody's the servers that have everybody's credit history on them. Uh-huh. And in this novel, he wants to destroy history. I think they're trying to drop a building on a museum. Yeah. The movie version actually makes more sense. Like Chuck Palahniuk yeah. says the movie ending is better than the book ending. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, no, I like that. that, that I like it. <laughs> that was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this one. Okay. So it's the start of a chapter. And it's it's a paragraph, so I'm just going to read the paragraph. In South America, land of enchantment, we could be wading in a river where tiny fish will swim up Tyler's urethra. The fish have barbed spines that flare out and back, so once they're up Tyler, the fish set up housekeeping and get ready to lay their eggs. In so many ways, how we spent Saturday night could be worse. (laughs) A law is a law, Tyler would say. Driving too fast was the same as setting a fire, was the same as planting a bomb, was the same as shooting a man. A criminal is a criminal is a criminal. Yes. <laughs> uh, this book so extra. Oh, I love it. Yep. And throughout the whole book, there is the constant like striving to be something great and constant like mm-hmm. push back down because Tyler keeps getting stronger and the narrator keeps getting weaker as a person like Tyler runs fight club yeah uh, but Tyler also shares a body with the narrator so it's really interesting once he realizes th- and starts trying to tear down Tyler right uh, which is you know just 
so fun to read. It was also so fun to read this like in a class because it is amazing okay. which girls get like which girls are fans of Fight Club and which girls are like, eh, eh. Oh, yeah, that's something fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, like one of my classmates who's very, very put together and like the person who has their life together right. in the English program was like in love with Fight Club. Oh my gosh, yes. And all of us were just like, <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> Plot twist. I love it. Yeah, no, those are always fun. It's fun to hear what books people like, especially if they're like so random mm-hmm. and so not like something you would ever figure. Mm-hmm. It's so fun because you can just be like, oh, hmm, okay. <laughs> this person, I like it. I will fear you just slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will I will remember to fear you. Thanks. Cool. The, the trying to find reality part of this book, like the push and pull of like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be in uh-huh. real life, but yeah. also like can't leave it and yeah. kind of the... The cyclical nature of like Tyler versus the narrator and that he's kind of that he creates Project Mayhem and creates Fight Club through Tyler. But then he can't dismantle it and all of those things. Mm -hmm. When we watched Inception, that was how I glommed onto it. Yeah. And that was why I wanted to talk about them together. Yeah, that makes sense. I understood. Weirdly enough, I didn't like get the whole reason Mm -hmm. why they connected, but I very much like. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. That's exactly what we should be reading Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like saying with this book. Well, okay, another spoilers heavy. So the end of Inception where you're not 100% sure if it's the dream or not. Mm -hmm. At the end of the thing that made me go like, yep, yep. Is it at the end of Fight Club? It's actually hard to be 100% sure Tyler is gone. Yeah. Like, is it definitely Tyler that got killed or is it the narrator? Like when he shoots himself in the mouth, which one goes away? Yeah. And, like, also, when he gets off the meds, will Tyler just come back? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, Inception feels... Inception feels like the uh, like the fantasy version of Fight Club. Uh-huh. Not that Fight Club is hyper-realistic, but... It no, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. I guess the word is Inception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very Inception-y. Yeah. It's, uh... Ooh, ooh, haha. It's very intersectional. <laughs> <laughs> and uh intertextual yeah. like yeah like w- reading fight club made me enjoy inception a lot more than i would have yeah and also like thinking about fight club after having read inception i found myself sympathizing with tyler yeah not a thing i've done in the past oh yeah no but uh but yeah the i can't remember any of the characters names dom dom and mal um their whole arc and that that he's kind of aware that he's recreated Mal, but he doesn't yeah. want to admit it and, like, all of that stuff, I was yeah. like. As opposed to Marla in Fight Club, who's real. Like, yeah. the girl in Fight Club actually exists and is kind of constantly, in both of them, the girl is sort of the push that forces the guy to re-encounter reality. Yeah. It's just that uh, Ellen Page plays the girl who actually gets him to re-encounter reality. Yeah. Because his wife, uh, Leo's wife, Mal, uh, does nothing helpful because she's no, a no, figment no, no, of his no, no. imagination. Nothing helpful. No, she's she's the worst. She stabs everyone at least once, I feel like. Marla is great. Marla's great. No one but Helena Bonham Carter could have played her in the movie. Yep. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> like, I can imagine uh, remaking Fight Club, like, with other actors. Like, yeah. oh, okay, the guys could be swapped. Not her. She needs to stay. She, she stays. That is the 100% correct answer. Uh, speaking of casting, also. Mm-hmm. There was that tweet that I feel like I need to talk about (laughs) that I told you I was going to talk about. Please talk about it. (laughs) Um, You're very proud. I'm so proud. (laughs) I'm not even proud of the of thinking of it. I'm just enjoying the fantasy of it. (laughs) Um, And there was this tweet that somebody uh, base. I don't have it screenshot, but it was um, replace the cast of any movie with the Muppets, but you keep one human actor. Yeah. And one hundred percent. Inception, you just keep Ellen Page. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, get rid of him. Leonardo DiCaprio, get rid of him. Because I just want Kermit and Miss Piggy having all of those Maul and Dom yeah. conversations. Yep. Like, the when she jumps out of the window. Yeah. Just everything about that scene is the same, except for it's Miss Piggy. 
I love it. <laughs> like, it's so extra. And also, that's about the level of, like, overdramatic the movie is. Yeah. No, it's so dramatic. <sighs> that one's a Christopher Nolan, yeah? Is it? I'm looking that up. Maybe. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yes, it is. And uh, one of my friends always accuses Christopher Nolan of seeming smarter than he is because his visuals are good. Right. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. <laughs> like, now that I've seen a not Batman movie by Christopher Nolan, I'm like, wow, it's really well done, but this is not a complicated idea. Yeah. Which, quite frankly, I don't have a problem with. Especially with a movie about Inception, like that movie, mm-hmm. I would be very happy. Like I'm very glad that that it, um, its main concept is like quite simple mm-hmm. because it's so like, what is happening? I'd also rather have a really simple idea. You go into other people's head and affect their dreams. Yeah, and normally you're trying to th- find things that they already think. Yeah. If you do it right, you can make them think something new by being in their dream. Like, that's not a hard concept. And by keeping it that simple, Mm -hmm. they could do way more interesting things with exploring it than if they overcomplicated the rules. Yeah. Like, the fact that they had rules, like, oh, this is how time passes in each layer of the dream. It was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Or, like, you can't change too much. Like, you can't do, like, too many weird flippy thingies with the world. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that sometimes felt like I was getting to hear the writer's room, though, which was more fun than anything else. Yeah. It's like, guys, I have this great idea. Okay, <laughs> but, like, can we just do this? Well, no, that would make that would be dumb. <laughs> no. Okay, but what if somebody did do that? <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was fun. That was another yeah. film class movie, like Lady Bird. Yeah. So thank you, Chloe's film class. <laughs> Thanks, dude. There's a dude teaching it. Chloe's yeah. not a dude. Chloe, Chloe is a dude. Chloe's she's a dude, bro. Yeah. She's a dude, bro, but a lady. <laughs> hey. A lady dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a lady gentleman. <laughs> Thank you, lady gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, visually, it was really good. And the writing of it was really cool. And I yeah. like that they didn't really... I like that they didn't really shift the color schemes too much between real life and dreaming. Like that was way more interesting than it would have been a less interesting movie if it was always clear. Yeah. Like I saw Memento recently ish also for film class. You Mm -hmm. missed that one. And uh, like flashbacks were in black and white. Right. That was less fun than like inception would be lame if it was always clear and the whole ending wouldn't work, but also it would be a less interesting story. Um, if you always knew if the characters were dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I really liked the color scheme. Like, I don't know why, but I noticed specifically on that movie, which I don't know if I usually recognize unless it's brought up to me, but I just kind of liked like the lighting and the color scheme and like the effect that it brought and how it was like, it was very like cityscape. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the cityscape folding onto itself. Mm-hmm. Like, that was very, like, a complete, like, a block, a block type, like, geometric. Mm-hmm. It was very geometric in the way that it fo- folded and also, like, how the buildings were shaped. Mm-hmm. And so how they fit together was really interesting when they, like, moved them mm-hmm. or, like, changed the world. Yeah, I loved that. It was really fun. Another thing, I didn't think of it until just now, but another connection is the way that, like, Inception, there's that scene where uh, Dom is talking to Ellen Page's character, whatever her name is, and he says, like, you never know how you got somewhere in a dream. You just yeah, are somewhere. And you also never really know how people got there in a movie. Yeah. Like, jump cuts are so common. Yeah. And both Fight Club and Inception really play with, like, the way that the form of the story yeah. can be used as a device. Like yeah. there's that in the prologue before, if you read it for the first time before, you know where he says like, I know this because Tyler knows this. Mm-hmm. And when you reread it, you understand that that's literal. Yeah. But the first time through, it still makes sense. And it's because yeah. of like the word choice. Yeah. I love it when people do that. <laughs> it's so fun. And then you read it again and you're like, 
<laughs> I'm mad. It was there the whole you time. You fooled me. <laughs> you meanie, you fooled me. I have been fooled. There's another thing we need to bring up. Oof. What? And because it's Inception and Fight Club and everything's all like, what is even real? I don't mind talking about them together. The Tyler Tiger Totem. No! Oh. Oh. Explain to the people what Tyler Tiger Totem is. <laughs> Rory is wearing a hat and now her hat is over her eyes. Her glasses are on top of her hat. And she's as far away from the microphone as she can get without leaving the chair and, like, doing acrobatics. <laughs> in Life of Pi, the tiger is also... It's a question whether the tiger is real. In Fight Club, Tyler is only real in the narrator's mind. And then in Inception, everyone carries a totem that only they understand how it actually works uh, so that they can know if they're dreaming. So uh, Dom's totem is a spinning top, and in a dream it won't ever fall. And in reality it does fall. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's is a, is a single die that is loaded, so when he rolls it, he knows whether it's real or not, and he knows the mm -hmm. way that it feels and all that. A Tyler Tiger totem. How do we even explain what this is? Can you, can you explain to the people? I, I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I think a Tyler Tiger totem, if I understand it correctly, when we use the phrase... It's a thing that is both, it's like a Schrodinger's cat. Like, it's true and false at the same time. Kinda? <sighs> yeah. But also a thing that is like, like, let's try to think of some examples of a Tyler Tiger totem. Mm. Mm, Fagin is a woman. Yeah, okay. It's a Tyler Tiger totem, because Fagin can be if you cast her that way. Yeah. It's not quite the same thing as an alternate universe, also. It's yeah. not an AU. Yeah, no. Ooh, I thought of one. You inspired me. Those are boys' clothes. Rory's currently wearing things that were not found in the women's section. Not all of the things, but some of the things. And so... All of the things, <laughs> yep. Oh, all of the things. Oh, yeah. I was assuming your bra was, but yeah. Oh, well... <laughs> 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 Anyway, um, but you own them and you are not a boy, so. That is true. <laughs> so it's Tyler Tiger Totem. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I accidentally actually took my bra, uh, unclipped it. I had to take a brief intermission to reclip my bra. But we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> it's Tyler Tiger Totem. <laughs> it can't be whatever you want it to be. But it can be a lot of things. I might know a Tyler Tiger totem. You can tell me if it's wrong. Uh -huh, but uh -huh. if our recommendation of the week on a recommendation show is the show. Like if I were <laughs> to choose spoilers ahead as my recommendation of the week. That would be a Tyler Tiger <gasps> totem. I got one. <laughs> Guys, I did it. <laughs> Do you have anything to add about Inception? Um, <laughs> there were some funny things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it was actually, it was It was pretty good. Oh, that is one thing. Mm. If you do not normally, like, if you really can't sit through long movies, like, if you regularly can't sit through long movies, then it might not be the movie for you. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting pretty restless. Like, I wanted an intermission. <laughs> we took an intermission, didn't we? I wanted a longer <laughs> intermission. I wanted two inter No, we didn't because we had to leave early that day. Oh, that's right. So we didn't take, like, a like an actual intermission. We took, like, a ten-minute, like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very long. And, like, with that type of concept, like, yeah. it's both important and also, like, ugh. Uh, it's still going. There's still more. Oh no! Like it was a great. Like I enjoyed it very much. But I would have enjoyed an intermission. So keep that in mind if you are like very restless, and like that is not something you can usually do. You might not be able to, mm -hmm. or just take an intermission. Yeah, take a long, in like a thirty-minute intermission. Mm -hmm. 
It's very clearly divided into acts, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is super, almost more than any movie I can think of. Yeah. Like, act one, act two, Mm -hmm. act three. Take an intermission between acts one and two. Act two and three barrels through pretty fast. Yeah. But act one is so long. It's very long. (laughs) It just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs) Should we smoothly transition to the music we're talking about this week? Smooth transition. (laughs) And it's just like the ocean. (laughs) Anyway. Music. Anyways. Uh, Tangentially related. I had something else when we were setting up what we were doing this week, which I was like, uh, what music goes with this? And I picked one thing. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then we switched it to... Because we can. To Phoenix by Classic Crime. From 2012. Yep. Yep. <laughs> can you Can you talk about it first? I really like... I like the whole song. I'm getting there. <laughs> I really like the whole song, Let Me Die. Mm-hmm. But I very much like the beginning. Oh, yeah. Like it, my soul Velcro. <laughs> yep. Soul Velcro. We haven't used that phrase on this podcast. Can you explain what that is? I'm very bad at explaining these <laughs> concepts that you came up with, but I'll try. Mm. So, soul Velcro is kind of where it. Like, something does that thing where it just, like, tugs at you, like, deep within your soul. Like, there's not really, like, you can't be like, oh, I like this because. Like, you can, but that's not why you like it that much. Like, it just does it. It just goes sticky, sticky. It just goes. That was such a great sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like the trademark that sound effect. (laughs) I love the transitions on this album, <laughs> like from song to song. Oh, they're so good. As For our transition, we should have just played one of their transitions. They're so good. Uh, yeah, no, it's they're great transitions. I love them. Mm-hmm. And the album is kind of thematically about uh, that that line of not being contented with your reality. And looking for all of the ways out of it or around it or through it. Uh, And in Fight Club, his solution is to start fight clubs. And in Inception, their solution is to dream. Deep dream. And the classic crime doesn't really have a solution except for waiting. Like the opening of One Man Army and then I Will Wait. Of looping back to like letting yourself be saved. Yeah. And, And... Giving up on in on winning, mm-hmm. or like giving up on winning for oneself. Yeah, which is not quite the same thing as surrendering. Like giving up on being the victor. Yeah, and giving up on being the victor. Like yeah, I'm. If I win, it's not because I did much. Yeah, which is really interesting, and also the album loops really well because if you like have it on repeat, it'll just start over from the beginning yeah. perfectly yeah so good. yeah i was listening to it on repeat today because you know we prepare for these things mm-hmm. we do pre-production it's in the credits <laughs> we swear we don't lie what is your favorite song on this album or do um, you have a favorite song on this album okay no, i i made sure i had one <laughs> i came prepared I tried really hard to be prepared today, guys. I know this episode was weird. We had no <laughs> demarcation between Fight Club and Inception. I'm almost sorry about that. <laughs> uh, which means I'm not. Which means nope. Oh, Beautiful Dark Side. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. Um, The Precipice. I think that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I yeah, The Precipice is my favorite because I love the harmonies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm torn between uh, Young Again mm-hmm. and City of Orphans. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Uh, but of the classic crime albums, I think this is my favorite to listen straight through. Yeah, no, Alba- that makes sense. Yeah. Albatross is my favorite collection of classic crime singles. Yeah. 
and Phoenix is the one that I will like sit down and listen to it over and over yeah. and over again. Like if you're in the mood for an album, mm-hmm. then that mm-hmm. one. But yeah, I agree. And I like all of their music. Like the fact that it's rare that I have a favorite album by a favorite artist, but Phoenix is so good at capturing that mm-hmm. feeling of things are almost bad enough for me to be willing to do anything. Right. Like the line between desperate and unhappy mm-hmm. or the line between desperate and angry. Yeah. Like, oh, ooh, let's just ride that line all the I way to the bank. like it. Also, the story of this album is really cool. Mm. So they, so Classic Crime was signed to Tooth and Nail Records and they put out Albatross, Silver Cord, and Vagabonds all mm-hmm. on Tooth and Nail Records. <laughs> Vagabonds, I love that word. I love that word so much. I love much. that word so much. And Vagabonds, the song, is great also. <laughs> Just side note. And all of those albums are great. Um, but they put out three albums and then, and they were like, cont- getting like modestly more successful on each album. Right. And then Tooth and Nail decided not to renew their contract. And so Classic Crime was like, well, screw it. We're going to see if we can kickstart one last album for the fans because uh-huh. we have enough material to like, we're, we can do one more album basically right. in like 2011. And they raised the money in like two days. Uh-huh. And then they raised like double the money that they asked for. Everybody was behind Phoenix. And so they ended up calling it (laughs) Phoenix because they realized, like, they could actually be more successful as a band and, like, stay at home with their families and get to have regular jobs. Like, they could succeed as the classic crime by kickstarting all of their music. Yeah. So they haven't actually signed to a label again. Um, They've stayed independent. They put out... (laughs) They're an independent band. Mm -hmm. Don't need no label. So they've put out uh, Phoenix... They uh-huh. put out Phoenix Instrumental because they yeah, owned I saw all that. the music. Yeah. They put out What Was Done, which is the first 10 years of classic crime. And What Was Done is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk about wha- that more later. But uh, How to Be Human, they put out. And then the lead singer and his wife have a side project called Vocal Few that they also oh. do. Yeah, that's why so many classic crime and vocal few songs have like that's really similar melodies. That's what it was. Okay, cuz I was like, wait, is this is this oh, I need to figure out. Okay. <sighs> I'm so excited because that was something that I very much like hold on, but but this sounds the same Is this them. Uh, it was uh Wild I Am. Yeah. I was like Wild I Am. I think I was listening to the one after Precipice. Uh, one of them I was listening to one of them and I was like this sounds so very familiar to Wild I Am like the harmonies Mm -hmm. the exact note and like the exact like and it just oh okay yeah Wild I Am is one of those that I really enjoy I really like that song yeah even though this is (laughs) sorry I I had an epiphany I needed to fangirl for a second even though this is technically supposedly about Phoenix no we're we're also both huge fans of Vocal Few I don't remember which one it is, but there's a song on How to Be Human that borrows part of the melody from Mexico, from the first Vocal Few release. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Like, I have no issue with it. an artist having a side project that's, like, similar but not the same. Yeah. Like, you do not have to completely change everything no. in every way. Like, no, it's why? him and his wife writing super cute songs and then classic crime writing uh, great songs. And Phoenix is... is I think Phoenix is this is the album that I'm most often like convicted by, right? Like where I feel like, yep, nope, <laughs> I need to get it together because this is not great. I <laughs> need to get it together. I'll get it together tomorrow. <laughs> hey, um, and it's I think of the albums looking through the song list, it's also the one that has like the least resolution of the ones that kind of tell a story. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. The problem doesn't solve itself. Right. Like, because Silver Cord has a lot about drug use and alcohol abuse and all that. And it kind of starts to resolve itself at the end. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix is very, like, best I can do is back off. Right. Like, I'm on the edge and the best thing I can do is just take one step back. Yeah. And that is such a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Oof. Mood. A feel. Oh, 
Also, I feel like if I if I ever make a playlist for Inception, there will be class uh, songs from Phoenix on it. Like Phoenix will be the place that I start. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe Fight Club, but I don't know as much about that one. Yeah, that's true. The only one Fight Club is very you and me both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you and me both is a song. That's a song that I'm like, oh dang it. It's a song about driving and considering crashing your own car. Yeah. And then he sees a car crash in front of him, mm-hmm. and he just spirals about like what his whether it's his fault for even fantasizing about just seeing what would happen if mm-hmm. he crashed his car and all of that. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep, okay. Mm, look at Tyler, <laughs> or look at narrator actually. Tyler Sarkatoto. <sighs> and heaven and hell is very Inception. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Heaven and Hell is uh, is vaguely about, I don't know, I've always interpreted it about being about sobriety. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah. Like, being miserable that you're not mm-hmm. able to have that feeling again. Yeah. And, like, knowing that you can't, but not feeling really at home in your own skin anymore. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's about, but that's always how I've kind of understood it. Yeah. No, that's fine. That so. sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds legit, bro. <laughs> ah, tight, man. <laughs> Noise more tight. I'm horrified. <laughs> Can that please be the title of this podcast? Maybe. <laughs> Noise more tight. <laughs> I'm just going to, because I want to keep that word in. We are keeping the word in, so uh, I need to explain. Noise s'more toit is a combination of noise, smort, and toit from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> Jake Peralta. So um, we just kind of realized that they fit together. <laughs> yep. Noise s'more toit. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else about Phoenix that you want to add? It's really fun to listen to in the AC on your TV. Mm. I don't know. It was a mood today. <laughs> today was a mood. Yep. I've been, I talked a little more this episode uh, because Rory's voice is a little shaky. So <laughs> I covered some of the silences. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for li- uh, putting up with my voice, too. Well, yeah. Your voice is great. <laughs> hey, thank you. Wreck of the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're transitioning so smooth. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a wreck of the week? I do. I do. And I'm cha- wow. I changed it at the last minute. And it's what was done. The classic yeah. Crimes acoustic album. I could. I, could, you could I, s- I caught that. <laughs> you saw me change it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to do something else. But uh, this, most bands, when they do like their first 10 years or their greatest hits or whatever, mm-hmm. almost everybody, they do the version from the album that mm-hmm. it came out on and then there's like two new songs right and in the cd era you would have to buy the whole cd and now a lot of them still do that where they'll like release the bonus tracks on album only on itunes uh-huh so you can't download it and i prefer downloading if i can because the artist makes a lot more money and i don't mind yeah and also that way i don't pay f- I'd, I'd rather pay slightly more uh and remember that i spent money than have a subscription service where money just bleeds yeah anyway um that's just me. I'll probably cave eventually. But <laughs> what was done, because they own all of their own music, mm-hmm. is actually re-recorded acoustic versions. Oh. And it's the songs that the fans voted for. Like, when they were crowdfunding, uh, what was done, Volume 1? They, like, had a thing where they're like, we have, you know, most of the tracks picked out, but we still have three or four that we're not sure about. Like, what do you guys want us to include that you don't think we would think of on an acoustic album? Yeah. And, like, they would respond to comments and, like, Fans were going back and forth on things, on, like, what we wanted to hear. Like, one of the ones I wanted actually made it that I was like, this would be really cool to have. Um, One of the ones that I was like, they're not going to do it, but it'd be really great. And then it does have two bonus tracks as well that that aren't anywhere else. So, What Was Done, Volume 1, is a great acoustic album. And it's it's also a nice bridge from classic crime, which is, like, really rock and roll, Mm. to vocal few. So, it's, like, a nice kind of go-between. Yeah. 
And on the Christmas playlist this year, I put the acoustic version of all the memories. And on the Thanksgiving playlist, oh, I put yeah. all the memories. So they do have really different yeah. feels from their original. Uh, like they did a good job on the yeah. acoustic versions. So they're rearranged and, and they're really great. So oh, that's my rec. What was done, volume one, by the classic crime. I love that. That's real nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so good. All right. So my rec of the week is kind of weird this week. It's a specific person. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this is not at all what I expected. Awesome. Okay, so <laughs> it's not like a friend or whatever. Like, <laughs> I recommend this person. They're great. <laughs> you should hang out with them. Call them up. <laughs> the number is 555. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so my rec of the week is uh, Tommy Wallach. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his last name. Mm-hmm. Is either Wallach or Wallach, but I'm going with Wallach. Wallach what I know with the English language. <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> I'm trying. So, um, you literally have a literature podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. Okay. <laughs> so, Tommy Wallach is, um, I really enjoy his style on everything. Like mm-hmm. his writing style and his, like his music style. And so he wrote a book called We All Looked Up, which That's where the name came from. I yeah. genuinely don't. N- we don't talk about th- what the wreck is beforehand. Yeah. We just ask what genre it is. And yeah. then sometimes we change it. So most of these are genuine. We don't usually know what the other one's yeah. going to talk about or know anything about it. Yeah. So We All Looked Up. It's great. I really loved the book. And it really reminded me of uh, a book that we're going to talk about soon, which is all involved. And that's for uh, Heidi's note. But when you, I, th- I think like now that I've mentioned it, I think you're definitely gonna see how they're kind of connected. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wrote a book called "We All Looked Up," and then he did this thing that I like was so oddly specifically something that I would enjoy, like something that Heidi and I, and, like people like us, would enjoy very much. Was he wrote an album based on the book? He wrote a music album based on the book, which is such a huge nerd thing to do. And I love it so much. I appreciate it so much. And like, I loved the fact that he wrote it. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, oh, I love his music style. Like, this is my jam. So that was amazing. And yeah, so I really, I like his style. And his, like, I really like his art style and his covers. Like, I just love his overall vibe mm-hmm. as a human. <laughs> Awesome. Just like everything that he's done. He has a Tumblr Tumblr page. Uh, so you can just search him up on Tumblr. He answers questions. Like I asked a question on Wednesday. And he answered it Thursday. Dang. On his Tumblr page. And uh, it just. It's great. I, I really enjoy him as a human. <laughs> I love that so much. I don't know anything about his work. I just love anyone that does. Kind of is just like. You know what? Whatever. I'm going to do everything. And yeah. like doesn't get genre boxed. And I he has him. other music. And he's yeah, I really like his music. That's just like my favorite album. But I re- what I also <laughs> really enjoy about that is um, on the cover of We All Looked Up, on the uh, the back cover, I'm pretty sure there's several versions. So on the back cover, there is one of the characters sitting on a red cooler. Like one of the big red cooler things. Mm-hmm. And on his music album, it's him sitting in the same exact field, like the same, like in the same position, but uh, he's sitting on the red cooler. And the characters aren't there, but he's sitting on the red cooler with his face facing front because um, on the book cover, they're facing the other way. But I really, really enjoyed that. And I just, yeah, I really like the way it looks. I love that. And I love that artist specificity. I like it when artists do that thing where they do all of the things. He's such an artist. He reminded me of you. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) Which is funny. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. You're a good artist. (laughs) Hey, hey, you're a good artist. Oh, thanks, dude. So last episode, because we knew we were taking a break, uh, we said that we would ask for questions on social media, and we did. 
And we got a few. So those are pretty cool. And actually, some of them are good. So so if you don't care, the uh, the content about these, the three things that we were supposed to talk about today is over. But we're about to ask question, answer questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About books and movies and music and us and stuff that people asked. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. Yay. <laughs> this is this is special. Yeah. We're only going to do segments like this when we've done something wrong, like <laughs> skipping episodes or something. When we've messed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we almost, for about 20 seconds, considered trying to record an episode for last week. And that 20 seconds ended in... And please, no. <laughs> <laughs> on both both counts. Yeah. We were exhausted. We love you guys, but we were exhausted. D- I did not... I was so sick. Yeah. I was so, so, so sick. That was not going to happen. No, no, thank you. I was not going to be able to edit one, even if I could sit up long enough to record one. No, 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 no. Um, okay, question time. The first question asked... <laughs> It was about me, mm-hmm. and it is, um, are we doing names? Uh, just first names. Eliza asked how many times a week I got compared to pre-op Kylie Jenner. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so mad that I never saw it, but it's so <laughs> real. Also, you look so much like my church's old drummer. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. What's the, what's the overlap between Kylie Jenner and Alyssa? Oof. But what yeah. is the answer? How many times a week do you get compared to pre-op Kylie Jenner? Never before this week, which made it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three. Three times. Mm-hmm. So the answer is never except for this week, which was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe asked both of us a question mm-hmm. in that I think we both need to ask it or answer it. What do you want a skirt skirt yeet out of? No. <laughs> My grandma's big fat toe. Student loans. Uh, I don't even want to explain that one. If you don't get it, it's fine. <laughs> it's just for us. It's just for us. Okay. Um, the next one is, what book would you want to have a part in adapting to a movie? Which mm. was also asked by Chloe because she made a serious question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. you answer first because I need to decide between the two that I've been vacillating on. John dies at the end. I don't know why, but that sounds so fun. <laughs> that sounds like such a fun movie. Mm. Ooh, can you hire me so that that doesn't have to be my answer as well? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So you hire me to work on John Dies. Uh, I would want to have a part in adapting The Big Sleep, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I would love to help ad- bring Big Sleep to a uh, movie. And the other one, uh, I'm going to cheat till we have faces. I would love to bring till we have faces <laughs> by c.s lewis into a movie that's such a cheat okay <laughs> um but uh big sleep is the fantasy one yeah like okay. the yeah uh you have to answer this one first because i asked the last one okay first. tessa asked if you could meet any character from a book movie who would you meet book or movie who would you want to meet uh i am once again torn and i'm going to go with my gut instinct which is gandalf <laughs> yeah okay because i feel like anyone who meets gandalf has a great time or at least an adventure Mm -hmm. like and i was thinking like okay but you meet gandalf even if it's like oh supposedly it's just a dinner party i've read the hobbit i know what happens after dinner like you go on an adventure so i feel like meeting gandalf would is my highest chance of owning a sword and getting to use it on a on a bad guy so gandalf I don't know why, but <laughs> Fig from the Gilded Lily. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't understand it. That's just what came into my head. Mm-hmm. There were s- there were several contenders like uh Amy from John Dies at the End. Mhm. Mhm. This is so fun. Oh, see, I went all big. I was like Aslan. I know you Gandalf. got like <laughs> you went deep. I was like Fig. <laughs> Um, big. Although, also, uh, I would not mind meeting John from John Dies at the end, and I would not <laughs> want to meet David. No, like, I'll hear stories about David from John. Yeah, and he'll sound like an interesting person yeah. when, in fact, he is not. No. 
Okay. Uh, the next one was from Jordan. And it is, why are you guys so perfect? <laughs> uh, my answer is kind of barely serious, but I'm going to say it anyway. Revision. I spend a lot of time finding the thing that I have not done right in the past and working on making it better. Hmm. Uh, the other reason is my fantastic genetics that have made my very soft exoskeleton just perfect <laughs> in every way. <laughs> also tattoos. Also tattoos. Um, uh, revision exoskeleton tattoos. Wow, your answer was a lot more serious than mine. Um, see, when you're an alien, as in from outer space, your main goal is to seem normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... You just try to pick the most uh, normal or okay things. Mm-hmm. It's not a great answer. No, it's a it's great also answer. <laughs> it's also a weird question. Next. Uh, also, why are you guys so perfect? As in, why is our banter so perfect? We've been practicing for so many years. <laughs> so many years. We did not meet and sit down and have a podcast. No. <laughs> we have known each other since I was seven. Hey. hey. Developmentally important relationships. Oof. Next, Jordan. I don't know the answer to this, so you're going to have to answer it. Why is the sky blue? Okay, so when sunlight, I, okay, so I had the answer and I wrote it out for me. But, you know, I know it. I just <laughs> I would like to make it clear I'm not reading from the internet. <laughs> you you wrote it, I just you wrote needed to write down. it down so I didn't like ramble. Okay. Uh, when sunlight reaches the atmosphere, it's scattered in all directions by gases and particles in the air. Blue is scattered more because its wavelengths are shorter and smaller. So that's why we see blue more. Oh yeah, I re- I remember this from science and that's why sunsets are red because yeah. red is is yeah. longer and the sun is bending yeah. because it's lower. I or the curvature. Yeah. It's lower in the sky. Science. Yeah. Rory's the science one. <laughs> That's why I had to answer the question. I was like, oh, wait, mate, please. We <laughs> answer so many English questions on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Next one uh, by Bailey. Asked by Bailey. Will you make a playlist of songs that remind you of your favorite books and share with the fans? Pretty please. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is at me, but it is it's also at, at you. you. <laughs> um, you can make playlists, too. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> why would I do that? Um, yes, I have made three so far uh, yeah. that are on Spotify. At mm-hmm. I think my handle is at H-I-D-T-U-R-N-E-R, at mm-hmm. Heidi Turner, but without the underscore. Um, and I have one for Gilead, one for John Dies at the End, and one for The Big Sleep. So all of those playlists are public playlists. The Big Sleep? Mm-hmm. It's all postmodern jukebox songs. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so The Big Sleep is the short one. Um, yeah, and I'm going to put more on as yeah. I go. Yeah, see, why would I do that when I could just, hey, 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 you should add this song to it. Okay, <laughs> that's, my, that's my two cents. Honestly, though, that is, that, is, that, is, that is what the vibe is, is, yeah. is Rory making sure I don't get too extra and also <laughs> helping me revise. Uh my playlist and also my life. <laughs> hey yo. Sincerity. Okay, glad that's over. Uh is water wet? I can't answer this. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I have such a strong opinion on this that I refuse to put this opinion on record. Great. So we're both uh <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um any other Oh, did you get you got Snapchat? You got Snapchat questions as well, did you? Not? I did. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm only going to say the ones that I want to answer because mm-hmm. I'm allowed to. Okay. Ooh, this one. Can you lick your nose? I can. I can't. <laughs> Heidi can. Rory can't. Okay. Um. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Is it harder to read with loud music playing? Uh, It depends on the music. So, like, when I listen or when I watched... When I read <laughs> Gilead. Doing great, sweetheart. <laughs> great, sweetie. When I read Gilead, um, I listened to music. I listened to the uh, the Coitero- Coitoroy Road. Yep. That and, word is uh, awful. I listened to it really loud, but that's because things were playing in the background. So it helped 
focus me back into the book instead of, you know, regular people talking and all that. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on like where you are and what music it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I find that the worst type of music is either lyrics that I like can understand too well that I can't tune out mm-hmm. or music that has really extreme volume changes. Yeah. Like it just needs to be consistent enough that if it's loud, it's loud. If it's soft, it's soft. Um, like when I was in college in the library, my music was usually really quiet because I wanted to make sure like I wasn't being loud on accident. Mm-hmm. Um not because of my headphones, but like that I wasn't squeaking my chair yeah. or something. Um, but at home, I would listen to it fairly loud in my headphones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's pretty easy for me to read with music playing. But yeah. it's not so much about volume. It's like there's music that is really hard for me to read too. Yeah, no, it depends on the it depends on the music, not at all the volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, is music better, louder, or softer? That's just music in general. Um. It's it's better louder until it starts to reverberate in your body and then it's miserable. Yeah. yeah. It's better louder to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a m- lot there's a lot more moods that I contribute to with like listening to louder music mm-hmm. than I do with like softer music. And that does not mean I like parties or raves. No. <laughs> that just means I like the music. Mm-hmm. I like my music, not your music. Excellent point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, PSA. Uh, <laughs> that does not mean I want to listen to your music loud. Mm-hmm. Also, I am a v- big believer in like if background music is background music, it is background music. Yeah. Like I do. Like if we're listening to music in the car and we're talking, yeah. I am not gonna have the music loud enough that it's hard yeah, to talk no. over. That's just awful. That's just mean. Um, are movies better with natural sound or music? Ooh. It depends on the movie, but yeah, it really depends on like the scene. Yeah. It also super depends on um I feel like a good soundtrack doesn't necessarily have a lot of music on it. Yeah. But there needs to be there needs to be a reason if it's silent. Yeah. Like and so sometimes it does need to be silent. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on the scene and like for me, weirdly enough, the coloring and lighting. Mm-hmm. Like how the picture looks. And it needs to be the right song if you do a song. <laughs> it can't yeah. be like some weird random song or like just because you can. It just should develop the plot. Yeah, don't shoehorn music in. Yeah, like if it doesn't fit, don't. <laughs> if it don't fit. <laughs> if it don't fit, won't do it. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, next question. Favorite musician? Uh, I'm going with Reliant K. Yeah, I'm also going with Reliant K. Or Hosier. I just I really like mm, mm-hmm. I really like the sounds that they make that make with m- with with mm. the th- words and the <laughs> yeah I'm trying to th- if I'm going thing. with a uh, if I'm going with a single artist or like not a band band I'm gonna go with Oliver Riot mm-hmm. because while it is a band it's just it's brothers so it feels like not a band yeah yeah I'm going with Hosier okay uh, uh do you have double joints. No. Nope. Uh, favorite musician's worst song. I'm gonna have to consult briefly. Do you have Do you have a nomination while I briefly consult? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I Can I just say after the first album because the entire first album is comparatively trash. Yeah. Like, can Can that be allowed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um. And does it have to be, I know I'm making up rules, but I need to know. Does it have to be from, like, an album, or can it be from, like, a B-side? It can be from a B-side. Okay, their worst song is for the band, which is a song about uh, how, it's a song from The Bird and the B-Sides, which is an EP, and it's uh, about how their sound changed, and now people don't like their music anymore. And it's from, like, their early-ish period. Right. And so it's like, this person used to be a fan of us, and now they hate our music. But it's not a great song. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I, is ironic. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if it's intentionally bad. Yeah. But uh, I can't think of any that are, that are truly heinous. The entire first album, though, is not great. So, like, it's... I don't listen to the first album. Period. I own it. Okay, so I pass because he only has one album. I, my least favorite, which doesn't mean I hate it. I also like it. I just mm-hmm. like the other ones more, is From Eden. Oh, yeah. My least favorite Oliver Riot song, uh, I think, is Phobia Orgasma. Yeah. 
and even that I still like it it's yeah, just I, like I it. don't it's like just, it as much if I'm listening to the whole album I'm more likely to skip it mm-hmm. that's the only one that I'll skip in a shuffle I won't skip it in the album mm-hmm. because I feel like it's also yeah, it's cohesive yeah. yeah but I will definitely skip that one song yeah. if it comes up in a shuffle like I might not be in the mood for it every other Oliver Riot song I'm like yep nope now's yeah. a good time <laughs> now's a good time thank you now is also a good time for the other thing unless there are more questions Nope. Uh, what is the other thing? Roll credits. Oh. <laughs> oh. Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP It's Okay to Be Sad. The podcast is produced and edited by me. Both Rory and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all the things. And we will not tell you what we're doing next week because we haven't decided. <laughs> because we don't know either. <laughs> hey.